G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Each week at this time, we address your questions around Christians and money. Our talkback line is open on 1-800-316-316. If you've got a question, call us now. Our special guest is Alex Cook. Alex is the founder of Wealth With Purpose. Alex, special welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Always good to be with you. Alex, uh, while we're waiting for a call or two from listeners today, questions around money, let's touch on some issues about credit cards today. Uh, mm. There was a time when uh, there was a big push for cutting up your credit card and throwing it in the bin. <laughs> I don't know whether you hold to that, but, uh, but hey, uh, give us an insight here or two around some of the big issues about credit cards. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a, that's a good analogy. Um, look, I, and I hold pretty closely to that one. I like the idea of people getting out the scissors and cutting up their credit cards, um, mainly because of the harm, of course, they can do. But just, I guess, to give a bit of Australian context to credit card use in Australia, um, Australians pay approximately $19 billion a year in interest on their credit cards. Mm-hmm. Now, we often say that, you know, interest is dead money, and uh, I think that's really appropriate when it comes to, to credit cards. And I think the main thing is they're just a huge temptation. You know, it's the money, you know, we live in a sort of, I call it the tap and go culture. You know, you can walk into a coffee shop or a shop anywhere and, you know, tap with your credit card, and it's all very, very easy. And uh, often uh, how we're going to pay for it is a bit of an afterthought. Um, so, yeah, look, credit cards are... Uh, a big temptation. Uh, it's a big way to uh, spend more money than you otherwise would have. Um, interestingly, just an interesting stat is that if you compare credit cards to debit cards in Australia, the average credit card purchase is about one hundred and five dollars, which you know on face value, no no big deal. But a debit card, the average purchase is half that. So. The temptation, I think, with credit cards is always that you'll spend more on average than you would if you're using your own savings. Um, And so, yeah, they're a real temptation. And, uh, of course, you're just paying dead money. You're just paying interest uh, that is unnecessary. And, of course, that then leads into, I guess, a biblical thought, and that is, is it wise stewardship to be paying interest on a credit card? Yeah, so interesting it's an interesting topic, and one that the one that cons- the main issue that concerns me for the average Aussie is just the the risk of being entrapped and enslaved to the debt that credit cards can cause. Interesting to say, average Aussie. I can imagine there's uh, two tiers here. There's your average Aussie consumer. And I think we're talking to the average Aussie consumer uh, with uh, the thoughts, uh, those thoughts that you've offered there around credit cards. But if you're in business, Alex, and you know that the consumer has a credit card, you don't want the consumer not to use the credit card. Uh, You, in (laughs) fact, uh, you want the consumer to be freely using their credit card because that will mean a higher turnover. So there is there's there's some different dimensions here. Oh, absolutely. And look, modern marketing, of course, is all about uh, making people feel uh, discontent with what they have and the need to go out and spend more. And of course, one of the rules of business is make uh, make 
make it as easy for people to do business with you as possible. And of course, uh, credit cards is one way to make it very easy for people. And you see this, you know, with some of the big retailers where they have these, you know, buy now, pay later type things with the, you know, the modern day after pays and those kind of things. Uh, and also, um, you know, major furniture retailers where, of course, you can, they, they say it's, you know, interest free for the first two years on your furniture purchase. But really, when you look at the fine print, you're paying fees pretty much from day one. And all of those things, as I say, they take us away. What they've done is, and they've changed our culture significantly, I think, over the last 30 years. We've gone from a culture where you used to save for things, you know, you had the old lay-by kind of thing, uh, whereby, you know, you put money aside for the future and buy it when you had the money to the opposite where we have it now and we pay it off later. And of course, it's a very dangerous thing to get into because ultimately it means you spend more, save less, and uh, we, we've just become a consumption-based society. And uh, it's very prevalent because the savings rate in Australia prior to, to COVID was very, very low. In fact, prior to the global financial crisis, you know, which seems a long way away, you know, 12 plus years ago, the savings rate in Australia was minus 3%. In other words, we were spending uh, more than we were earning and putting it all, all on the credit card, on the national credit card, so to speak. Um, and uh, the danger of that is to prosper as a society, you need to save and invest as opposed to borrow and consume. And that's where we need to see a, a cultural shift uh, take place for us to go back and get onto much more uh, stable ground as a society, I think. Wow, a balance between uh, the consumption that we might uh, aspire to, even individually, or in our family, or however that might be, uh, versus our savings and uh, security, you might say, on the other side. So if you're applying biblical truth, biblical foundations, biblical ethics to uh, the use of credit cards in all of that, it falls towards the security, stewardship, saving side rather than the consumption side. Is that the way you'd look at it? Yeah, look, I think so. I mean, the biblical position, I think, on debt, and I mean, obviously the Bible doesn't talk specifically about credit cards, but it does talk about debt um, in significant ways that we can take away some very key principles from it. And to me, the the obvious warning passages from Scripture, you know, Proverbs 22 says, the rituals over the poor and the borrower becomes the slave of the lender. Uh, so the risk with credit cards and indeed other debts as well is simply that we, we're, we're borrowing from the future and we end up running the risk of being enslaved. Um, now, credit card interest, just the average interest rate on a credit card in Australia is 19.94%. Now, that's a staggering amount of interest that people have to pay. And of course, you have to pay that off after after tax money. So if you have a small credit card balance, you know, of $1,000, you could say, okay, that's not a big deal. But often what happens is, and this is the danger, I think, of credit cards, is they become quite addictive and you end up spending more than you otherwise would and the debt gets bigger and bigger and it just grows and grows and grows to the point where it becomes, um, you know, very dangerous and you end up having to uh, you know get help and there's look i mean there's entire charities set up in australia like a great fabulous one like christians against poverty which are all designed to help people break free from uh, credit card debt 
because it's such a, a serious uh, a serious issue. Uh, but really, the Bible messages about debt are simply that you know debt is never painted as sinful, but it is very much painted as a wisdom issue, um, and and it's just a warning message that we need to be very very careful with it. You know, we can't allow ourselves to be enslaved. You know, God wants us to live lives that are what I call financially free. Uh, you know, we should be holding money loosely and living generously. And it's very difficult to do that if we allow ourselves to get enslaved by debt. There's a risk of enslavement by debt. I wonder whether, Alex, we've all got a credit card because we want to have a credit card or because the bank wants us to have a credit card because (laughs) the bank is even coercive, isn't it? Because uh, I've heard of situations where people couldn't even get a loan from the bank because they didn't have a credit card history. Uh, So the bank Mm. actually almost expects or demands that you use a credit card, which has all of those risks. Uh, What are your thoughts here about uh, whether we are actually coerced to have a credit card? It's not maybe necessarily our own choice. Well, I think so. And look, a lot of there's a lot of regulation that's come in in the last few years to try and minimise that coercion. Because what used to happen is the banks would uh, offer people credit card limit increases and all these kind of things constantly. And of course, that just fueled the problem. So a lot of that has now been reined in, which is a good thing. Um, however, it's still very much advertising is all pitched around having it now, and therefore this is the way you can achieve what you want quicker. You know, we live in a society that wants everything right, you know, instantaneously. We, have, we, we expect instant results. And, of course, credit cards, you know, are seen as a method for achieving that. Um, so I think, yeah, it, it's all geared around this sort of excessive consumption, bring it forward. And, and, of course, that just leads to profits for these big institutions, not for the people, of course, using them. Uh, and so, you know, it's just a, it's a, it, ultimately it's a wisdom issue. And the key to financial success anyway is how how you behave with money will determine your financial success and the reality is that when it comes to credit cards they're a bit of a hot potato most of us struggle to behave well with credit cards and therefore i say to people you're better off just not having one in the first place because the reality is our human nature is such that it is difficult to to manage them effectively because of the the temptation the convenience um and the constant allure for more and more um, that we see daily through advertising. So it's best to avoid them, I say. There you go. <laughs> Get uh, the scissors. <laughs> it is our Ask Alex segment. Talk back line open, 1-800-316-316. Penny is in Tasmania. Hi, Penny. Welcome. Hello, Neil. Hello, Alex. Hey, Penny. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I, we have a, a debit card which is based on our own um, amount in the bank itself. So it's our own money, so we're not falling into the... Uh, um, the, tra- the credit trap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right, Neil. And um, I've learned to become aware that it's our own money, and often I'll use it when I'm doing gro- any kind of grocery shopping, that's about the only time that I use it so I can keep the cash that I've got in my purse. Penny, good and thought in there. Let's get a, t- a thought or two from Alex. Uh, credit cards, debit cards, 
your thoughts here? Uh, look, I think Penny's very wise. Sticking to the debit card is definitely the way to go. Um, simply because I think the, the main issue is, as Penny alludes to, it's using your own money. And when it's your own money, you tend to be more cautious. I remember a couple of years ago, I was in the US at a, at a conference and this pastor, we're talking about giving and, you know, whether churches should use credit cards to, you know, encourage people to give. And, and he said, quite rightly, he said, uh, a credit card is a form of plastic crack. <laughs> in other words, it's like a drug that people become addicted to. And that's, I think, the real danger. Um, I think there's something weird psychologically about them. We kind of... Um, we get drawn into them and we just get sucked into using them and get carried away. Using the debit card, on the other hand, you're much more cautious when you're watching your savings you know, go down as you spend the money. So I think it just encourages far better behaviour and that's why I think Penny's right on the money with this one. Penny in Tasmania, thank you so much for your call. 1-800-316-316. If you have a question to contribute or a scenario for our conversation today, 1-800-316-316. Hey, Alex, a lot of people pride themselves using their credit card to run up some frequent flyer points, (laughs) and they're coming back into vogue too because if borders open, you'll be able to get back on the plane. What are your thoughts about uh, those sorts of rewards programs? Yeah, <laughs> no, I was going to say, we all wonder what frequent flying is these days. Um, yeah, look, so, <laughs> um, look, all these programs, my experience uh, with them and people, you know, it's often these things are very attractive on face value, but rarely do people run the numbers and see are they actually getting value from them. Um, ultimately, the, the, the simple reality is there's no such thing as a free lunch when it comes to corporate Australia, right? They're not going to give you something for free. There's always a, there's a catch. And so these frequent flyer programs are all designed to get you to spend more money. In fact, when you look at uh, Qantas as an airline, their most profitable part of their business is their frequent flyer program. It, it's, it's just staggering. And it's for very good reason. And of course, it's often difficult to use the points. But the the main issue I see is that the points, the value of the points doesn't really equate to what you're actually spending. It's encouraging you to spend more as, as it's designed to do, but you're not necessarily getting the value. And often there's fees attached to them. You know, many credit cards will charge you, you know, $150 to be part of their annual frequent flyer program and things like that. And are you really getting $150 worth of value? And in most cases, the answer is no. I've always found with a lot of these frequent flyer programs, they benefit people who are either already wealthy and have high consumption or business owners that can run a lot of their expenses through uh, credit cards. But for the average Aussie, all they're doing is getting you to spend more money than you otherwise would have with very limited value on the other side. Um, so once again, I think I would argue they're, they're largely a con. And I think once again, go back to the good old debit card and go back to the old good old fashioned, uh, you know, elbow grease, save save some money and save, save a holiday rather than uh, hoping to do it all, all on points. Let's take another call. Jonathan is in Perth, WA. Hello, Jonathan. Welcome. Yes. Hello, Neil. You know, uh, the Bible says to every disappointment is a blessing. You know, when I came in WA in Australia, my children never knew how to use a credit and the phone in the house. So I went into a test drive test and they put me on black page. So thank you. Now I can't credit anyway. So it, it blessed me. 
I never go through the credit card, this card, that card. Only I get my debit card. And so what the penny say exactly, if you know what you are spending and your budget going down in there, you look at the debit card, you stop using useless money. You spend anything that you don't even use in the house. So uh, having credit card is, is you put yourself in trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're spending be- your money, you don't know what you're doing. <sighs> Good stuff, Jonathan. And uh, we've got to draw some loose ends together here. I think mm. uh, I think we're talking a biblical position, and it's mm. caution uh, along the way using credit cards. Uh, the idea of slavery and uh, the idea of running up debt. There's some good biblical wisdom to say uh, that's something to be resisted. So far as where people can go from here, Alex, we've run out of time. Uh, some mm. resources, uh, your Wealth With Purpose site. What can people access if they go to your website today? Yeah, look, and given we're talking about debt, Neil, what I would encourage people to do, if, you, if you're listening today and you're thinking, well, I've got a fair bit of debt, I really want to get out of it, um, on our website at wealthwithpurpose.com, there's an ebook called The Debt Destroyer. And what it does is it offers you a simple process for getting out of debt. So it shares a biblical worldview around debt and how we should think about it. But then it gives you a process because what we want to do is give you tangible tools that will actually help you get out of debt, um, prevent enslavement, help you to become financially free, financially healthy, so that you can live a generous life and you know and support and bless others. Um, so yeah, check out that debt destroyer. Um, there's also a thing called My Toolkit, which has a debt schedule in there, and that's all about sort of mapping out your debts and helping to work out the process by which you're going to repay them. Um, so yeah, plenty of tools there to really help people and just get them to thinking biblically. Um, and to actually have a tangible way of getting out of debt. Um, And the other thing I'd encourage, if you are listening to this and you've got um, a high level of credit card debt, there are Christian organisations out there that would love to support you and help you, people like Christians Against Poverty who are amazing at helping um, negotiate with creditors on your behalf and uh, really just give you useful uh, tools and strategies to get out of debt as quick as possible because, you know, God doesn't want us enslaved. He wants us to be, um, you know, productive and purposeful in terms of how we use our money. So, yeah, by all means, get help. Good stuff today, Alex Cook, and thank you so much to our last caller, Jonathan. Let me say wealthwithpurpose.com is the website for Alex Cook, wealthwithpurpose.com. You can follow Alex on Facebook and Twitter. There's even an Ask Alex at wealthwithpurpose.com if you have a specific question you'd like to pose. And uh, great getting your insights as always. Alex Cook, thanks so much for joining us once again today on 2020. My pleasure. Thanks, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.